You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. What's up, world? I've got your favorite guest slash co-host. I feel like essentially co-host at this point. Jacqueline Barnum on the show. What's up? Oh, yeah. My sweet Jackie. You are. So I sent you the stats the other day, the metrics, if you will, from Misunderstood Season 1. And out of my top five episodes, you were in three of them. So basically, every time you grace the podcast, you are gold. (laughs) Because we just, you know. We're winning. We are clicking. We are working. We just do we it. Just get each other. Yes. I know. Well, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. The secrets of our sisterhood. Very special sisterhood. I can't honestly think of many people out there besides like fictional characters who have our relationship. Like I think of like the Rachel Green and Monica, but like as much as I hate to admit it, like they're not real. Leslie Nope and Ann Perkins. Iconic duo. Also fictional. So we need to get like, we need to become the real faces of friendship because we're actual human beings and we've made it through all of these stages of life and still been best friends. Yeah. Kind of crazy. We have been through a lot. And never fought. I, we haven't. Do you realize that? We've never fought. We have not. Ever. I know. Kind of weird. Well, one time, whenever I was a sophomore, we failed a room inspection. It was my fault. And you didn't get mad at me. You just showed a lot of disappointment and I've never <gasps> forgotten that. So you were just like a disappointed dad. <laughs> it was because I left my, I think I left my shoes and my blanket yeah, gear out. Yeah, drift. And we failed our room inspection. <laughs> gear drift, Kelly. And I, I like, came so back. Upset. You literally like held up the room inspection sheet. And you just like looked at me. And I was like, <laughs> I was so sad. I felt so bad that it was my fault. But, and then I had to like talk up to you about it the next day and I was like hey like I know you're upset and you're like I'm not upset I'm just I'm just disappointed like, no so that's the line right there that's how you get them you just I'm disappointed uh, punch re- in the gut right there exactly well that was a real punch in the gut so Jackie we have a lot of new listeners and it's season two welcome back everyone happy to have you if you have not tuned into my episodes with Jackie we recorded three Pretty awesome ones, obviously, because they were at the top five of the entire season. Our first was the what we learned. Wait, what did the I lessons in leadership? Ten year, ten lessons of leadership in ten years. In ten years, like that. And then the female one came before that. We did an episode on things we've overcome as females in the military, like the challenges that we faced. Yeah, challenges we faced. Challenges we faced in a male-dominated um, career field. field. Haven't had my coffee, so guys, please stay with me. And then the last one we did was the season finale, was the recap. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you haven't tuned into those, obviously, head back to season one. But for the new listeners, Jacqueline Barnum, do you want to give a quick rundown of how we met? Absolutely. So, Kelly and I met in 2010. 
at the United States Naval Academy, Beer. We <laughs> we were randomly assigned to be roommates. And, uh, you know, Kelly Hall from Stafford, Virginia, and Jackie Barnum from Benicia, California, <laughs> just randomly out of however many hundred, 300 or so. 1,200? No, for women. Like 300 ish oh, women or so. Oh, oh. Kelly and I were in the same room together. And then we proceeded to live, be roommates all four years of the Naval Academy, which is like super cool and very rare now because now the plebes don't, they like change companies. So our situation was very, very rare. And we just became very, very close to the Academy. Kelly was in the Navy. I'm in the Marine Corps as logistics officer. And like, despite me going to Okinawa and Kelly going all over Ohio and LA and everywhere, we have not only like stayed friends, but I would say that our friendship has literally only gone stronger and stronger because it just takes a lot more effort. And then the more effort, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it in the end. So just, you know, from little short bob haircut plebes to both, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, Marine Corps, Navy officer, officers, we just have been through a lot. That feel like plebes. Yep. I, yep. Still feel like plebes. I, I still like kind of see yeah. you as a plebe and myself as a plebe, you know, just feel like we're still just be- plebe, yeah. beginning our journeys, even though we've been on them for quite some time. We're still still learning from each other and growing, which is really fun. Well, I think the reason why we still feel like plebs is because it, there's like a such a no judgment zone between the two of us. Like I can always ask a dumb question or show my vulnerability no matter what. Like even if I was the president, like I could still be like, okay, Jackie, I have a question. And you wouldn't be like, Kelly, you're the president. Like you should know that. You would always support me no matter what. Always been judgment-free zone. So we got to give ourselves a little bit of credit. Like we do know things now, 11 years later, (laughs) but deep down, I'm still like, do I really know what's going on? I don't know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So have that like doubt. Yeah. But you pushed me. You're like, no, I swear. I believe in you. But I would say, okay, so we're going to get into the secrets. And I'd say we're super unique because of what we said. You know, it's been 11 years that we've been best friends. We lived together for four years without ever fighting. We've been kids together, 20-year-olds. Now we're leaving our 20s into our 30s. We've been in and out of relationships. We've been across the country. We've done – I honestly can't even think of something we haven't gone through. And still remained best friends. Kind of an iconic duo, if I can push that out there. Iconic. So, Jackie, why don't you get into the first – kind of secret of the sisterhood between you and I and kind of what has made this friendship blossom and continue to elevate. So for the first thing I would say for us is since the day that we met, there was never any feeling of competition between us. It was never, which is very interesting because the Naval Academy especially is like breeds you to be competitive and you have to like you're constantly being ranked and you're constantly being graded and you're constantly being compared and judged for everything you do but we just instead of competing with each other we try to make ourselves more competitive against like the guys or other people and so by like lifting each other up we both ended up doing better personally so there was never any like competition between the two of us. It was, we just constantly were, whatever my deficiencies were or whatever I was lacking in, if you pick the slack up or anything that you were struggling with, like I would try to like supplement that 
because I think our strengths and weaknesses really complement each other. And instead of like holding those against each other or like pointing them out or being like vindictive or stuff like that, it was like, okay, like I got you. Like we will make it through together and we'll get, be stronger in the end. And I think that's really important is just like yeah. trying to, in a world that's so competitive, just like surrounding yourself with people who are not going to like compete with you and make that more like just more difficult because it's already difficult. There's already a lot of anxiety. It's already like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. when you're in your room, like, you know, living with somebody, like you don't need more of that. So I think we just like had that mutual understanding yeah. and like respect for each other that we weren't going to make our lives more difficult for each other. Yeah, I, I feel like the Naval Academy is such a great example of the outside world. And you have to deal with that at the age of 18, you know, like whenever you enter it, because it's so conflicting that it's a lot about teamwork. Like I remember our detailer saying the most important thing you'll ever learn is each other's names. And because it really is about who you know and how you can help each other. But then on the other hand, you have this like spirit of competition. And you're always, always competing like in every single way. Granted, you're competing because you're trying to make yourself better. So that way you can be better for the military. But I think you and I almost had that natural bond from the start because we were a minority of the Naval Academy. So instead of being like, oh, I want to be the best female in this company or I want to be the best female here at the Naval Academy, you and I were kind of cut from the same cloth in that if you're not winning, I'm not winning either. Yep. Like I wanted, you know, before we even knew each other hardly at all, it was like I wanted you to succeed because why wouldn't I want another female here at the Naval Academy who's a minority, who's also my roommate, who's in my company to succeed. And then I feel like that just like put planted the seed to what became a, such a deep, deep-rooted friendship because we already had like that commonality of wanting to see each other succeed even though we were strangers just because the odds were stacked against us from the start. But what that in turn led to, you know, through all these years was I always – felt like when you were winning, I was winning. Like there was no competition. Like there were parts of your life whenever like you were killing it in school and like I was really struggling, but I was still so happy for you. And like, I wanted you to be there. And like, there were other times when, you know, maybe things were going a little bit better in my job versus like what you were struggling in, in your job. But like, you were so happy to see me doing well in my job. And I think if you're not in a friendship where when the other person is like thriving and you can't be happy for them, like you're probably not as close as you realize because I think that would probably be like foundationally what has helped us so much all these years was like that not competing kind of was the inception of that was like wanting each other to win, yeah. period, no, like, no matter what it was. Yeah, especially when sometimes when you're around people who want you to fail sometimes, uh -huh. you know, just again, having someone in your corner and rooting for you. And then I think it helped that we also were pretty like secure with ourselves and secure with like, you know, why we were at the Naval Academy and knew what our purpose was. Like we didn't know like where our paths necessarily were going to take us, but like we were secure in the fact that we like knew we belonged there and we knew we had a place there. A hundred percent. And so I think that mm -hmm. common, our like common values like pushed us and brought us brought us closer as well. I think that definitely helped. I never really thought about that. Like you're right. We both, we never doubted why we were nope. there or like why 
period, ever. I don't think ever, not one time we were like, man, I really shouldn't be here right now. Or like, I don't deserve to be here. Like you and I, not in like an arrogant or a cocky way, but one of our first conversations, I remember this, we were talking about what we did in high school. And I was like, yeah, I was class president. And you're like, I was class president. And then I was like, oh, I did track. You're like, I did soccer. It's like, we like did all of these things in high school. We were like such equals. I'm like, are you me? (laughs) But But we had that drive and like worked so hard to get where we were at. So there was no question that we deserved to be there. And that has come up so many times in our life. Like, cause you and I are always challenged by, I feel like everything, like outside people, critics, trolls, whatever it is, like, you know, people have their two cents about how we should act as females, how we should act as officers, you know, how we should act on social media, how we should act together. Like everyone has opinions, but I feel like you and I have always been like kept our intention at heart. And we also know we deserve to be there. Like we've always kept that in that security. So I think coming into this friendship with the confidence and the security really helped build on it. I think it's really hard to be a really good friend to someone else if you're already fighting insecurities with yourself. Yes. Yes. You know, like you can't really be there for other people if you haven't really been there for yourself first. Yeah. Because then that's when the competition kind of starts because then you're comparing yourself and that's kind of leading into the like, you know, the next point that we were I was gonna mention is the like we don't like compare we don't compare ourselves really to each other like there's different like we there's different aspects to our lives like for example like for you like and your you know you're kind of you know your social media presence and stuff like you started that obviously way before me because I was always kind of like I was just more like not embarrassed, but just like shyer and just not really sure what I should say and do. And so you like really set like the pace for that. But at no point was I like, oh, I need to like compare. Like I only have this many followers. Like I need to be better. Like that never like crossed my mind. Again, like not comparing where we are in our journey. You know, like I'm just Mm -hmm. still trying to like get my foot in the door with that and figuring out what my message is and stuff. And like, it's just, we're at different places, but that doesn't mean like one of us is right or wrong. It's just like, that's where we are. But again, like that mutual support and being secure in ourselves and, you know, not comparing and being like, well, this is how your house is built. Like, why isn't my house built that way? Like they're okay. And it's okay having differently built houses. It's okay. You know, Uh, you said this quote, um, you texted me this, you said, don't compare your day one to my day five. And I feel that a lot because even in like our careers, I feel like I had a delay in the success of my career because I went through all that medical stuff in the beginning. But, and I was watching you like kill it in Japan, like absolutely flourished as a logistics officer, like such amazing things, move on to California, do amazing things. And, you know, it took me a while to find my footing in the Navy to figure out like what I was really good at and my leadership style. And from my perspective, and this was the same way at the Naval Academy, like you just always had it. Like you like had the quality, you like, no matter what you reported to or what you did or what you took charge of, you like killed it day one. And for me, that was always so inspiring to watch and like encouraging to watch. But instead of making myself feel insecure, even at the Naval Academy, like I saw your work ethic and I was just like, I should do that. You know, I should be more like Jackie. Like she's so focused or she's so good or she just 
knows what she wants to do or knows like the impact she wants to have. And I never turned it around and was like, oh, I'm not there. I'm never going to be that. Because I was like, oh, I can be that. Yeah. You know? But like you said, don't compare your day one to someone else's day five. And now I feel like I've taken my stride in the Navy and like really found my footing and my leadership style and like what I want to do. But it just took a little bit longer for me to get to that point in my career. But that's okay. You know, and now we're both, we've had this seven years today, we graduated. Oh my God. We graduated. Wow. Weird. Wow. 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 Crazy. Poetry. Poetry. I didn't even think about that. But in that, I know, it's crazy. And you're wearing a Plebes No More t shirt. (laughs) We are definitely not Plebes anymore, guys. But yeah, like in the same amount of time, We've had different experiences in the military, but we've never once stacked those experiences up against each other. You know, they've come out with the same result, which meant, you know, we're learning, we're developing, we're becoming better people, we're challenging ourselves. Ultimately, we're showing up as officers in the military here to try to make, you know, an impact. And that doesn't have a specific metric in time. Yeah. So You know, I just thought of a metaphor, Kelly, for this. Okay. Listen, listen. I knew it would come to you on the podcast. You were trying to brainstorm beforehand and she was staring at me like, Here's the metaphor. Okay. What is it? What is it? What is it? Where at one moment, like we're on both ends of it. And at one time, like for at the beginning, whatever, like we were saying when we were at the academy, like maybe you were looking up at me and like watching me do whatever and trying to like inspire you. And then you blast it off. And then I'm the one looking up at you and then you're inspiring me. And then we just go keep going back and forth. You know, we're on the seesaw together and neither of us are better or worse or anything. It's just, we each have our different moments to be kind of, a you know, looking up to and setting the example. And then we just kind of build off of that and continue to get better. And then the balance and then eventually, like, one lifts the other Boom. up, and then one lifts How the you other like up, that? and eventually you like balance. That? That's pretty good. We are kind of a seesaw. Ooh. I knew that eventually the metaphor would come to you. Yep. There you go. That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. And, you know, you said don't compare. I think, like, one thing that has helped is that we have drastically different interests. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that those of you who have the same interests and like are friends, that it's, that's bad. Like that's absolutely not the case, but that's definitely helped because one of the notes that I, I know you said don't compare, but this was my caveat to that was we have always supported the ideas that sound crazy, but aren't. And with that, like, for example, at the Academy, you decided to start CrossFit Blue and Gold. Like, incredible CrossFit Blue and Gold still exists today. I myself have never participated in CrossFit a single <laughs> second of my life. <laughs> I have still never done a CrossFit workout. Maybe 2021 is the year for it. Who knows? I've never done a CrossFit workout. But I remember when you were brainstorming CrossFit Blue and Gold, and you like had the logo, and you made the socks, and you had the t-shirts. Like You were starting this thing, and I was like, Yes, like love it. I'm here for it. I ha- I bought the stuff. You like I supported everything. you. I remember that. I did. You bought. I did. I bought everything. I have it the tank top still to this day. It's the only like one of the few tank tops I still own from the Naval Academy. Yep, and the socks. Yep, for sure. And then on the other side, I helped start Navy dance team. <laughs> Which Completely you would never awesome. catch me Seesaw. like dead on the dance team. That is very true. Honestly, that makes me think I would catch you on the dance floor. Oh, for sure. I think, okay, so 
just kind of tying this For into sure. something else. So like my mom's a twin <laughs> and my grandmother, yeah, that. so she has a twin brother and my like grandmother always said that she made it a point, a very deliberate point to make sure that her two twins had very different interests and different like hobbies even like and that's the way my mom raised my sister and me like my sister is very into like musical theater I was more into sports you know and I think by having those like you were saying like with us very similar like we had our own bubbles that we mm-hmm. you know and even our, even our own like sets of friends from those groups like we weren't all yeah, that we had good. you know it was good that we kind of like had different groups and then we could always come back together at the end of the day, like an old married couple, but it's just a kind of interesting mm-hmm. that I think, yeah, we do by having those different interests that we were able to like thrive in and have different experiences. Then that made yeah. our friendship more valuable also, because then we would come together and have more things to talk about and learn from each other. And even today we do that. We're always talking about what we're yeah. doing, you know, give us things to talk about. And yeah, I like yeah, love that. Exactly. I remember you like cheering for me on the dance team so loudly with my mom on the sidelines. Like you would like show up to halftime performances. Like the camcorder. I know. You'd be like with the camera. You're like five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. Like you're set, you're so supportive. But even, you know, later I did pageants, which just, I mean, still a surprise to me, but like I told you about it. I remember any sort of idea I've ever had, and that's what I'm saying. We've always been comfortable to share the crazy ideas that aren't crazy with each other. And there's no one except, I mean, now Austin, which Austin doesn't share like the kind of enthusiasm you share when I give ideas. He's just like, yeah, that sounds good. And I'm like, I need more from you. (laughs) For you, I will say, hey, Jackie, I'm thinking about doing Miss Ohio USA. And this is always how you react to things. Actually, no, you have two things. You go either, yes. You like pause, it's like two or three second pause and your eyes just get wide and then you're like thinking in the brain and then you're like, yes, like you love it. And then, or you also wait two or three seconds and you go, I think that's a fabulous idea. Why not? Why not? Why not? It's not what you do. Oh, wow. One or two. You've never once said like, that's stupid. (laughs) Or like, that's a dumb idea. Like ever. You've never once done that. And I love that because it's terrifying to say something crazy. I mean, at one point, I had never competed in a pageant before. Like at one point, I had never modeled before. At one point, I had never started a podcast. Like at one point, I hadn't done any of those things. And so at one point, I had to tell you for the first time (laughs) and I was scared. But it was nice to know that no matter what I said, you would react one of two ways because I knew you would support me. Those were some spot on impressions. I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, <laughs> that, wow, wow. Applause, applause for you. Quick little break as I take a sip from my Clean Simple Eats protein shake. Absolutely delicious. Clean Simple Eats offers a variety of products that are wholesome, nutritional, and offer whatever your body needs, perfect balance of carbs, proteins, and fats. They have meal plans, proteins, collagen, supplements, clean, simple treats, butters, journals, everything you can need and more. And I am obsessed with their protein. Absolutely obsessed. Best I've ever had. I love their mint chocolate chip, peanut butter, brownie fudge. I mean, 
any flavor you get is absolutely incredible. Check out Clean Simple Eats in my show notes. Use code Kelly Hall at checkout for 15% off. That's Kelly Hall, K-E-L-L-I-E Hall for 15% off. Thanks guys. Go fuel your body with what it needs and enjoy Clean Simple Eats. I don't think you realize how well I know you. I, I, I didn't realize I used like the word fabulous, but I actually do. That's very true. You absolutely, very sparingly, very sparingly. Like when you don't overuse it. You know how some people use it like every other word. They're like, oh, that's so fabulous. I'm like, you know what? You're diluting the word and it's not the same. Mm. You, however, use it when it's appropriate. And that's what it means more to me. Oh, I love that. But with that, one of, okay, man, that kind of goes into one of my other things. No one supports each other more, period. Like I can't think of, like when you are a real sister, like not just friend, not just best friend, not just Instagram hashtag BFF. We just pose in the same picture, like real, real sisterhood. I don't think there's anyone on the planet that supports you the way that person does. Just like for you, there's no one next to my mother, different kind of support next to Austin, different kind of support, but you have supported me fearlessly for 11 years in every way possible. Like, I can't think of another person like you. And I think back, the first couple things that I think back to, because I jotted down some notes before the episode, was one, whenever I fell at Herndon and <laughs> and I had to share the story real quick. Oh my gosh. I think I've shared yeah, it before on the we podcast. Have. We have before. I think on our first one, but it's just such a good story. Cliff Notes version is at the end of every year at the Naval Academy, you climb this monument, kind of a risque looking monument, but you climb this like monument, looks like a pencil, and they cover it with fat or lard. And then it's a challenge for you guys to work as a team to like put the Dixie cover, the hat on top of this monument. Long standing tradition, been around forever. So, anyways, me, I got the bright idea that I was going to be the first female to put the Dixie cover on top. And I thought I had my window. I didn't. I ended up falling flat on my face in front of all the camera crew and 120 plebs and parents. And, you know, it was this huge, huge deal. Well, you didn't only fall. You got, like, trampled also. You fell far and then, like, into a pie, like, um, to a mosh pit, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was a mosh pit. I mean, it was, like, 120 of our classmates all trying to climb this monument and place this Dixie cover on top. And when I fell, I kind of like got the wind knocked out of me. And then one of our classmates picked me up. And it was like a scene from Braveheart, Luke Moraney, running through the crowd, carrying my little like frail body. And the media had blown up this event so much because part of the angle was, is it too dangerous? And here I am falling, getting the wind knocked out of me. And I'm like, great. They're not going to have this 150-year-old tradition anymore because of Kelly Hall because I fell. So you, of course, like run over to me and you're blocking all of the cameras (laughs) so no one can take my picture, literally with their body shielding my face like (laughs) Jackie Barnum. And then like the ambulance arrives and has like the gurney and they're like picking me up and putting me on the gurney and they're putting me in a neck brace and you're still absolutely shielding my body from all the cameras and then they started wheeling me to the ambulance and so you're like trekking along like your little feet and you had to grab a pair I grabbed of shoes a random pair of shoes 
they happened to fit, which was crazy. Exactly. I just grabbed some shoes. That is crazy. Yes. Grabbed some shoes. We were barefoot from climbing this monument. And Jackie was just running alongside of me, blocking these cameras and like hopped in the ambulance with me. And um, I still remember being in this neck brace and like looking over and seeing your little like sloppy bun and like your little blue rim and you're just running alongside that going into the ambulance with me. I'm just like such support from you. And, and then the other thing that always flashes into my mind was Miss Ohio USA year two. You flew out to be my pageant mom and it's four in the morning. Four in the morning, the day of, I think, prelims or finals. But I was getting my makeup done and you were just smiling and you had my steamer and you were steaming my yellow dress like vigorously at four in the morning. And I had I didn't even ask you. You're just sitting there smiling, like steaming. And, and we're looking over. I was just like, my God, she's going <laughs> <laughs> like, like, who else does that? Like, that's such love. But we've just always supported each other no matter how crazy the idea or how crazy the circumstance whatever is happening you know if we needed to buy the flight like we bought the flight whatever it was we supported each other and feel like if you don't have that kind of relationship with your friends like it's not quite the sisterhood level yet like that is sisterhood to like without a doubt always support each other yeah and I think even when there are times that like we have given advice to each other and we didn't necessarily like follow it. Cause I think there's a lot of times when I would be like, all right, Kelly, like, do you actually want like my real opinion on this? Or, you know, and you'd be like, yes, I want your real opinion, you know? And then I would tell you what my thoughts were and then you would go ahead and not necessarily listen to me. Like, what have I ever done that? There have been, a can you say it on the podcast? A few times, a few, a few times. And even is this related to a man? Even, I believe the fifth. I can't think. I can't think of a time when I didn't take your advice. Okay, well, we'll talk okay. about it after yeah, the podcast. After hours, <laughs> but like, there's no after place. hours. Misunderstood after hours. <laughs> there's no. Well, let me finish my thought, Kelly. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, there's no place like in a real sisterhood and friendship to say like I told you so. You know, like even like when we do fail, no, like and we've never, you know there's people that do that and they're not really like real friends but you know there's some people they're like well I told you you shouldn't have done that or I told you it was going to end up this way like okay well regardless like you know we've always no matter how we like actually may feel because I know that there's like we think things in our brains but being there and just being a friend like that's what we all we ever need you know we don't need like your the opinions Mm -hmm. or the because at the end of the day like you just need to be there for that person and there's never been a point where I've told you something and then you have like completely like shut me out or made me feel bad about it. Cause I've made plenty of mistakes, plenty, plenty, plenty of mistakes and having to talk to you about it, like hurts me. Some, Cause it's like sad sometimes mm-hmm. when I know like I've messed up and then having to tell you. And then instead of you making me feel worse, like you're just always there to be like, okay, like we'll be okay. Well, we got it. It'll be okay. You know? And that's all that you really need to hear from a friend not the like oh wow you really screwed this up or I can't believe you did this or why didn't you tell me or you know stuff like that like you can make someone feel pretty bad pretty easily but like we've mm-hmm. you just always have been like just so forgiving and like swallowed up your pride and just like okay 
we'll get through it. Like whatever issues you're having or whatever you're struggling with, like it's my struggle as well. And like, you're not alone and you're not alone. Yeah. Never been alone. And I would say to add on to that, like I genuinely respect you. Like I respect your background. I respect your family. I respect how you were raised. I know you. I know your heart. I know your intention. And with you, I really only give advice when you ask me, period. Like, you know, there's been lots of times whenever I have maybe wanted to say something or wanted to share something, but I also know you and I know you're really smart and it's not, I'm like, this is, if she wants my opinion, like she'll ask me, but other than that, I'm going to support her. Like she knows what she's doing. And I think that's like all come from respect. I feel like when you have to give unwanted or unsolicited advice all the time, it's because you don't respect them to make decisions themselves. Mm -hmm. You feel like you have to hold their hand in life and, you know, always give your two cents or always always be like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Like, I don't think I've ever said that to you. Like, oh, are you sure? Because like, it's Jackie. Like, I trust you and I respect you and I know you are a smart person and you're going to do what you think is best, you know? And then when you do ask me, I do give you my advice. Mm-hmm. You know, when you want my opinion about something, I'm like, okay, if you really want to know, like, this is how I feel about it. Or I think, you know, maybe you should look at it from this perspective. And then typically you're like, oh, yeah, I like didn't think about it that way. But it really boils down a lot to respect because I think you're not really showing respect in a relationship if you're sharing that unsolicited advice all the time and you're always challenging your friend's decisions. Yeah. That's a good point. We all think differently. Our brains are all wired differently. Like we all come from different backgrounds. We have different personalities. Like we're not always going to just make decisions the same way. You know, it's just the way it is. But at the end of the day, like when you're a real friend, you just help and you give your two cents. Like when you're there and that's what you're there for. Yeah. Like Karen, we don't need your unsolicited advice all the time. Go away. And one of my last, I have a last note. I know you have a last note on our secrets to sisterhood. But I think mine to end on is like, I genuinely love you and genuinely care about you. And everything stems from that. So when you genuinely love your best friend, like you, you want to see them win, you want to see them succeed, you want them in a good relationship, you pray for them, you cheer for them. You're happy for them. Like, you know, you recently shared some like exciting professional updates with me and like stories and I almost cried myself. Like I was the one who was there. <laughs> like I was just so happy and like so like I know you just deserve everything to the moon and back. And that's just how it is whenever you're you genuinely love the other person, you know? And I think that's the final piece. You don't really love the person that you're best friends with. Like you're not quite there at a sisterhood because I can't imagine a world where you're not my best friend. I know. Ever. I can't either. In a million years. Even if there was an earthquake and then all the cell service was broken and the continent split in half and we had to change our names and go into hiding, I would find you. Like, I know I would. Like, I I know our souls would find each other. I would build a boat and I would find a CIA agent to help me track you down. Like, there was just no way where we wouldn't ever together I would say and I think that's also why we don't fight yeah yeah I mean your success my last point well kind of two things is first like I mean same right back at you like your success 
have inspired me and pushed me and challenged me because you constantly push yourself out of your comfort zone. You're constantly trying new things and like thriving and succeeding and failing sometimes. But that is what like pushes me more is when you put yourself out there and then it doesn't, things don't turn out how you think, but other thing, good things come from it. It's like, okay, wow. Like that is so cool and crazy. Like that is success to me. And that inspires me all the time. And you push me to raise my own bar and challenge myself and be more like you because you're, we are very different. I think our person, like we, we have a lot of similarities, but our personalities also have some differences. So I love just like watching you and watching your success and inspires me so much. And then I would just say for my last, my last little thing is kind of more of like advice. So I guess everyone listening, like if you, you know, I I feel like, especially when you're in your early twenties, mid twenties, like we're trying so hard to find friends and be included and have that group of friends. And we want to be popular and like know everybody and know everything about everyone and every, you know, and that's great. But at the end of the day, if you have one person that can be your Kelly, you know, like you are to me, then you are just absolutely blessed. And that's really all you need. Like it's overwhelming sometimes. And we get like, hard on ourselves and we don't have so many friends, but if you just literally have one and if you have more than one, then you're extra blessed. But I just feel very, very, very thankful. And like in the moments when I get upset that I don't, cause I'm, you know, I'm here over in Newport and I'm, I moved during COVID and like, you know, there's not that many, I just haven't had the opportunity to meet too many people. And I get like sad about that. But I'm like, okay, why am I feeling so sad for myself? Like I have, I have my Kelly, you know, like I know, even though she's not here in Newport necessarily, like she, we talk every single day, like we keep in contact, we are always updating each other, you know, like I'm, and that grounds me and reminds me that I am actually like very, very, very blessed to have that. I don't even know what to say. Uh, I love you so much. I know. I feel like that's what's always kind of like kept me centered always through even like breakups, you know, like these people become, when you get into relationships, like those guys become the focal point for a while. And I've even had boyfriends jealous of how much I loved you, which I kind of (laughs) love. I kind of love that because like, it's just such a different kind of relationship and it's a trust and a loyalty and respect and a dependency that's just always there because you know that person will always be there. Like I know you, you're you always going to be there no matter what. And it's made getting over relationships easier because I still always had my Jackie. And honestly, like I feel like you helped – this is a weird statement, but I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like you helped prepare me to become a wife for Austin because Austin is now my lifetime partner. Like unfortunately, we're – very heterosexual, so we can't marry each other. <laughs> Hashtag Leslie Nope. But unfortunately, I, that, we are straight. Unfortunately, we're very straight, so we can't marry each other. But like that loyalty and that respect is like what I'm carrying into my marriage with Austin because it's a completely different beast, like marrying someone and being with them every single day and you know, building life with them. But I think about the way I treat you and it just like always comes from that love and respect. And I'm like, 
that's also how like I want to move forward with Austin about how frustrating we can get or how much we argue or how much we might disagree on something is like always having that. So thank you for being my longest running relationship and <laughs> continuing to teach me so much about what it means to support and love someone. It's truly the biggest blessing in the world. I love you. I love, love you so much. I love you. What a just, what a and just, I just feel so just uplifted. I'm just feeling so great about myself. <laughs> you you that was just like I feel like just, I was just complimented for 40 minutes straight. So thank you. And this is recorded. So we'll just I can, play this episode. To it. Whenever I'm sad. <laughs> I'll say you can just, whenever you're sad, just play this podcast and be like, I love Kelly. Jackie and Kelly merged coming at you in 2022. It'll be here. It's just going to be cups that say, you're the Kelly to my Jackie. You're the Jackie to my Kelly. We're going to make it a thing. We're going to make it a thing. The new Rachel and Monica. But I think, like you said, I, to wrap it up, like that is probably what is most misunderstood. It's you think you need a world full of friends. And you think you need all these people to reach out to and contact and go to parties with their brunches or whatever. But you really just need one. And like one is more than enough if you have someone who treats you the way Jackie treats me. So thank you. I love you. I love you too. You're the best. All the secrets revealed. More. Also, more to be revealed. If you know someone. More to be revealed. After hours. Misunderstood. <laughs> I want to know when I haven't taken your advice. Now I'm nervous. Open mic. Um, but I know open mic with Jackie and Kelly. You know, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I love hearing from you guys. And I really want to know like who else is out there. They're as close as we are. Like, can anyone break 11 years, four years of living with each other? And how many places have we lived now? I think like, each lived in like four different yes. cities since we graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah four moves each almost mm-hmm. somewhere in there yeah so if anyone can break that i want to hear it i'll venmo you ten dollars drink on me but thanks so much for being here jack you're the best i love you love you too thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of misunderstood podcast i love hearing from you guys and i want you to take a screenshot of this episode tag at misunderstood.podcast on instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall.